Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. Welcome to Give Me One Reason. Thank you. I am glad you're here with me. I am visiting with my friend Heather. Welcome, Heather. Hello. So, Heather, tell me why you wanted to talk with me today. Because I announced that I had a podcast and Mm -hmm. it was about issues of faith and doubt. And you were like, oh, I want to talk to you. Tell me why. (laughs) Um, I personally think that, like, topics like these are fun to discuss. Mm -hmm. Like... It's hard to put. Like, a lot of people sometimes want to shy away from, like, the tough topics, like religion and stuff that a lot of people get offended about. But I personally think they're fun Mm -hmm. to sort of explore the different avenues and things like that. I think it's fun. I think it can be fun. Not everybody feels that way sometimes. Have you ever had a um, conversation with somebody about these topics and it wasn't fun? (laughs) I've had a few that have gone political. Uh And that's sort Mm -hmm. of where I draw the line because personally I think politics and religion should be kept very separate Okay. and a lot of yeah. people think they should be intertwined so that's sort of where mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. personally don't like to go with religion mm-hmm. I personally just don't like politics in general yeah. so but yeah I've had a couple things where it's like I'm talking about like Christianity or like mm-hmm. and then suddenly they go like really political either right or left in one mm-hmm. way or another I'm mm-hmm. like we were talking about religion not politics it can be very inextricably, what's the word? Inextric- I don't know what the word is, but yeah, a lot of times it's a package hard to deal. T- especially with like religion becoming more political mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. time goes on, like the split slowly getting rid of, like not getting rid of, dissolving. Separating, separating. right, right, absolutely. It's like, and I think they need to stay split. So tell me your background, Heather. Uh, well, most of my family... Like, my close family, my mom and dad, were not very, like, religious. Like, we celebrate Christian holidays, and we, like, stuff like that. But most of, like, we don't pray, we don't go to church. Like, it was more just, like, this is cool. My cousins and extended family were a bit more religious. They mm-hmm. went to maybe church on, like, the holidays, and, like, they prayed at dinner. And I remember Thanksgivings, like, me and my sister, like, we don't know why everyone's suddenly praying before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. We soon got used to that. And at the same time, they slowly stopped doing it at, like, the big groups, more at their own families. Um, I had our best friends, actually, that we've known since, like, children. They were very Christian. Mm-hmm. And, like, we would have sleepovers that occasionally went Saturday to Sunday. We would go to church with them. And, though, personally, I didn't really listen to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I loved the music. I loved everyone was happy. I loved that there was food. And yeah. the priest was really nice. Huh. And their church was very open. Like, yeah. it was, I think, the first time I ever, like, 
was introduced to gay as mm-hmm. like LGBT was through their pastor because they hosted like little parties and so they would invite their pastor and I think it was early middle school I saw him all of a sudden just his arm was around a guy and they were kissing cheeks and like he, he had was, a partner he had a partner wow. and he was openly gay and like they had invited a couple people from church and they were talking and everyone was smiling and everyone was very Interesting. happy yeah and when the whole uh, like church had to decide whether they were for gay or not of course they went for mm-hmm. gay mm-hmm. but that was the first time that I ever got experience with it I still remember being like what the heck are they doing like, yeah because yeah. I'm a middle school child like all I'm thinking mm-hmm. of is like fairy tales like men mm-hmm. and women and then as I got older and realized that I was bisexual mm-hmm. and like that didn't seem very odd anymore I was kind of glad that that was sort mm-hmm. of my first experience with it that is kind of beautiful mm-hmm. so do you see any negative uh what do you see is do you see negative things about religion like from uh, your generation's standpoint you're how old honey i'm 22 22 okay. so technically the millennial okay you're kind so of right at the cusp right of at the cusp of it mm-hmm. um i say it depends on where you take it because religion can be a wonderful thing for like mental health and confidence mm-hmm. and like you want to go and do something good, like their church can open up like so many ways, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. just Christian, mm-hmm. like Jewish and like all they can open so many f- people, so many friends. But I guess also taking from LGB- LGBT standpoint, like some of those can be very negative, just yeah. like if they take it beyond the church and like or interpret things a lot differently for mm-hmm. more harmful reasons, mm-hmm. like. I, there's a like the thing against the LGBT like it's wrong you're gonna go to hell for it like mm-hmm. that I think is just a bit too much do you ever worry about that um I mean do you worry about going to hell for being bisexual or I'm probably I was like honestly not for being bisexual it's like I'm not exactly the best person in the world like it's like I've had fights and it's like I've <laughs> done things I've regretted and I swear all the time and there's yeah. It's like, I love food, so that's gluttony already there, so... It's just, so you figure you're screwed anyway. I was like, <laughs> what? It's like, and it's, personally, I don't think, like, love should be one of, like, something that you go to hell for. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's, like, greed and lust. Like, I get, like, the seven deadly sins. Like, that's mm-hmm. something you could be weighed. But love is natural. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a choice. It's like, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Like, and people go through a lot of, like, pain for it, like, internally, trying to figure out like mine came very yeah. easily just because I was in a very open and accepting household yeah and all my friends were pretty like pro for it yeah so it was pretty easy for me to be like hey she's hot oh wait he's hot wait a minute <laughs> so your parents were okay with that? oh they were perfectly okay Aww. with that my yeah. sister is like the only one I get a bit of resistance from is my grandma but she's 80 yeah and so it's kind of like my mom's side of the family like they're perfectly okay with it like like grandmas and grandpas from there like they're open it's just my grandma from my dad's side she's just a tad bit like i'll be talking about her back when i had a girlfriend mm-hmm. and like she'll see me smiling she's like good for you but she and then she'd always end with if you ever find the good guy go for him i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> part of that might be a uh generational it's just thing too, I, yeah so. it's, it's generational more or less it's like mm-hmm. she loves me she cares for me i am the favorite grandchild just saying <laughs> But it's like, yeah, there's always going to be that small little thing that she's like, you be with a guy. And I'm like, I kind of prefer girls. And it's like, I know all she really wants is just for me to be happy. 
but there will always be that little generational... That's another thing is generational. A lot yeah. of people who I think take that religion or stance mm-hmm. are a lot of older people, Not nothing against yeah. you. No problem. But yeah, a I'm lot of people who are maybe like the baby boomers <clears throat> yeah. or like somewhere around there, they have very heavy like stances, mm-hmm. like this is how it was back then, like it should just be between a man mm-hmm. and a woman. I keep saying women. Woman. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a lot of, like, I know kids my age and younger are just, like, what's the fuss about it? Like, mm-hmm. it's love. Like, it's cool. Like, there's parties and we can be dressed in rainbows. <laughs> yeah. You are luckier in that. Like, I think to be gay now is so much easier. Oh, yeah. No, I feel... It's like... I've been... I had a cousin who was gay. He's my second cousin. He's mm-hmm. older than me. And I'm pretty sure he drank himself to death, you oh, know? Yeah, and that's... He, was, he just was never able to just be comfortable in who he was and be accepted for mm-hmm. who he was. It just wouldn't have been a part of that culture. And um, so I'm, I'm happier for your generation yeah. of kids that can... Yeah, that's kind of the sad thing about LGBT in the 90s. And yeah. Like, it was yeah. very frowned upon and yeah. very sort of stigmatized. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I have a bit of a love for history. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm reading, like, about Greek myths and Japanese myths, and, like, whether it was written in there or not... Some of those myths are so gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Give me an example. Oh, let's see here. In Greek mythology, I think in, like, the Odyssey, like, big fancy book, there's our main hero. I th- it's, like, one, one of the heroes. I don't remember their names, which is horrible. But, like, they have, like, this bromance going on with, like, uh-huh, another uh-huh. one. It's, like, what are you, like, it's, like, Patroclus and who was his friend? I can't remember. But, like, they had, like, this big bromance and, like, it's, like, you could read it and it's just, like, mm-hmm. they were best friends. But, like, the subtext yeah. is yeah. very gay. Yeah. And uh, I think it was in Japanese mythology in the myth, because it was a myth of when, like, because whenever, like, the sun disappears in any mythology, it's bad. So it's, like, the sun gets pissed off, she goes hide in the cave. The only way they got her out was talking to the god of, like, the dawn, the joy, and, like, parties. And though not specifically said in the text, but basically she did a very provocative dance, and the sun goddess came out. So oh, it was just, like, whether yeah. you wanted to look at it, yeah. or it was just, like, it was a very interesting dance. It or is interesting. <laughs> so if that's a part of their mythology, I wonder if it was just part of their culture, too. It, it's like, again, it could well, most likely it was written back then is yeah. not yeah. gay, as is more looking yeah. at a more like perspective. Because I think like the whole LGBT thing is still really not exactly accepted in Japan. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. I'd have to do more research on that. But I know like around the world, like there are different, like Canada's perfectly okay with it. Like, yeah. yeah. They had that thing legalized way longer before us. Right. But like places like Russia. It's still, like, yeah. really, like, yeah. you cannot even, like, drag queens and stuff like that. Right. Like, it's, like, no-no mm-hmm. over there. So it's still, around the world, it's not unily, unifiedly accepted, but it's still pretty... Now, aren't you a theater girl, aren't you? Aren't you like No, a- that's actually my sister. I am a big nerd. So it's, like, I like animes, I like TV, movies, cartoons. I don't know why of. I thought you were theater. I like to sing. I can I hear like to you dance. doing theater. I, I do- love theater music yeah but it's like it's i play a lot of instrument it's like i play an instrument i do a lot of singing and dancing so it's like i'm very upbeat what's your favorite musical oh right oh to sing what's one that gets stuck in your head see i have many because like i have are you a fan of rent no i haven't watched that one um, oh, I, that's the I have the, the I, I have the three classicals that i like to watch which is uh the sound of music yes 
Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Aww, yeah. And now I have I have a little musical playlist on my phone, yeah. which now is, now includes Hairspray yeah. and uh, the second Mary Poppins that Aww. came out, and I love it so much. I think I heard her on NPR being interviewed and how she mm-hmm. had, like, the best role ever. Oh, you know, was... yeah, yeah, Julia, or mm-hmm. what's her name? Uh, I should know. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's like, I know by the characters, I don't know yeah, by the yeah. actors, and Aww. I annoy so many friends like that. So how many friends, do you have a lot of friends here on campus that uh, are Christian, or do you have atheist friends, do you have... Uh, I really haven't asked them about much religion. Um, so it doesn't come up that often in conversation? No, honestly, it doesn't. I have... Like, I have a very small group of friends, being mm-hmm. introvert, very small but very close. Um, I do have a, I have a good friend who is Christian, mm-hmm. um, but it, a lot of it, it doesn't really come up in conversation. And I don't think it's just because we're scared of it. I think it's just everyone's just like, you're chill, like, we don't, really, do you? We yeah. don't really care. Like, if you need to, if we can't meet Sunday because you have to go to a church, then go. Yeah. Like, uh, my best friend, again, that I said from back, from childhood, like... They had church retreats all the time, and they mm-hmm. would come back with so many fun mm-hmm. stories of just all the yeah. stuff they did, and, like, that was something I was really glad they did, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, if you have to go pray on Sunday or go down to, like, a Jewish wedding or, like, stuff like that, like, cool, cool. So do you believe there's an afterlife? I would like to think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, again, being agnostics is just, like, I don't personally believe in God, but I'd like to think. I'm extremely afraid of death. It is one of my biggest fears, and I hate thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like the idea of, like, uh, what is the word? Reincarnation. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. And sort of just, like, you don't exactly go to, like, an afterlife. You more like it, like, another chance to do it again. Yeah. It was something To I perfect th- it, or do it better, right? It's like, mm-hmm. Hinduism, I think is the one that does that the most, where it's, like, all the negative stuff, like, you keep reincarnating mm-hmm. until you have such a good life that you get all rid of all the bad. Like, mm. I kind of... And then you go to whatever afterlife. I kind of mm-hmm. like that idea. Like, you may not remember it and stuff. Because it's, like, I like yeah. to think of myself as an old soul. Mm-hmm. Like, I like board games. I dress like my mom yeah. a bit. Yeah. Like, I like movies and just sort of being down to earth and talking to people face-to-face especially in this generation, which is mostly phone and texting. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a tad bit behind on that, but it's, I feel Good like I have a lot more, like, closer mm-hmm. connections with a lot mm-hmm. of my friends. Mm-hmm. Do you like being a college student? That's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> I love, like, the experiences and the fun stuff I get to do, and, like, I get to learn all this stuff, and then the stress is the negative. Like, I can get really anxious, really stressful. I procrastinate way too much. Like, when do you a, graduate? Uh, next year. I'm a senior, but I'm taking another year because I changed my major late. So, so what, what is your major? Uh, I am corporate health and communications with an HR minor. Mm. So it's basically an HR degree without the business school because I cannot do the business school. I yeah, tried. I yeah, failed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you want to get into HR? Mm, yeah. I, more maybe like the training aspect, yeah. the face-to-face yeah. sort of. Like onboarding and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. Onboarding, recruiting, and sort of, or just like training of a specific skill and stuff like that, like. Those are, I like talking, I like training, I think it would be fun. Yeah, I really like how articulate you are, and your thoughts are well-formed. I've been told that I'm very fun to talk to about, like, big subjects like this. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So do you see, um, how do you think your generation perceives religion through the context of their parents' eyes? Like, how do you think (sighs) they see it? Like, is it a positive or negative thing? Again, I guess that would also depend on the parents. Yeah. Um, 
Because, like, you didn't have a negative experience. I didn't. Well, it's like I really didn't have a very religious experience Uh just because my parents, like, yeah, we talked about it. We celebrated Christian holidays and stuff like that. But it really wasn't, like, it was more just, like, this is something. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, really big, like, impact on us. Mm -hmm. It was, like, my friends, there was also very positive because their parents, yeah, they went to church every Sunday. And, like, there was a no swearing rule in the house and, like... When they celebrated Christmas, it was very more Jesus oriented than mm-hmm. Santa oriented, and but a lot they still came out as perfectly fine people. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't like. They, I guess I always think of the negative sort of connotation as probably a stereotype in my mind, just because I really haven't had an experience mm-hmm. with a really negative like religious person. I'm it's like wonderful. The, it's like I'm always like whenever I think of like a negative one is like people would like quote the Bible mm-hmm. for like reasons to like prove you wrong. Mm. Um, or they like you again going back to like the negative LGBT thing like they quote yeah. a piece of the Bible that's like mm-hmm. supposed to go against LGBT when mm-hmm. doing research like Jesus had two dads mm-hmm. technically yeah. and I never thought of that he, he had yeah, two dads he and he hung out around a lot of men and some yeah. of them were also male prostitutes yeah that's just history like yeah. you may not like to think about it because yeah. but that is like history and they even were really affectionate with him you know like mm-hmm. there's scriptures that say how like john the baptist laid his head on his chest and um you know i mean it's like so they were comfortable with male affection like mm-hmm. that and it's like again it's also probably culture. not saying jesus was gay but no 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 that never happened but like it's also difference in culture yeah and like back then maybe it was okay to be more affection like it mm-hmm. didn't mean you were gay i mean back then the word gay meant happy Right. And joyous. Right. Not that you were homosexual. Right. And then you also think about the culture of the day, like women weren't so valued. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine men's relationships with other men was a that more was, of an asset and more of a commodity. That and was a, a big thing in Greece, actually, ancient Greece yeah. and like Rome, is older men would take, although this is very frowned on today, older men would take younger men under the wing and teach them how to love mm-hmm. so that they can go and get a wife. And many of those male relationships stayed, mm. and there have been rec- records of the two males going running off together and stuff. Interesting. So yeah. It's like, and then there's, I think in like the Renaissance, there are records, though we don't know how accurate they are, of like brothels that are mostly male. Hmm. Though they were very like off to the side, but, like, there are small references of to the more of the male-on-male thing yeah. throughout history, though it's not really mm-hmm. well-documented or sort of brought up, and, of mm-hmm. course, I haven't done the most research, so I'm not the most knowledgeable mm-hmm. on this, but from mm-hmm. what I've heard and one from what i read, I've always found it very interesting. So, let me ask you this, Heather. Do you want to have children someday? Do you... Yes. Think- not from blood, but right. adoption. Mm-hmm. I'm more, it's like, I personally don't ever want to have to go through that experience. Yeah. Like, my mom said, she, like, she had both me and my sister, and she's like, there were ups and downs, and it does take a toll on you, mm-hmm. and I've been told by people it's a wonderful experience, and I've been told by people it's a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, personally, it's like, I love kids, I want to raise kids, I want to have kids, just not from me. So, I guess what I'm asking you, too, is like, do you see a problem with, because I hear this a lot, like... Mm-hmm people your age not wanting to have children bringing them into this world like this world being a bad place or a dark place or you know the state of how things are how do you see the world and like is there hope for our future do you see i think personally right now is like a very big clash of opinions just because we have the very large old generation from the baby boomers who Mm -hmm. are in those high government positions and who are 
sort of in those big positions making a lot of demands and like us younger generation like they keep look they look down on us being like why aren't you getting a job why are you still in your basement and we're like well like and then like we have to deal with now the planet being in a mm-hmm. worse state we have to deal with the economy and not being able to find a job and like a lot of things that they don't see at the same time we're like looking at them like why can't you just accept this mm-hmm. like yes there is such a thing as global warming yes there is such a mm-hmm. like people who like ignore things and sometimes we go backwards because of all of this clashing and like political wise like people are getting more and more right and more and more left mm-hmm. well back then like there was a good like middle ground there isn't that anymore yeah like it's being pushed like you need to either be extremely left yeah or extremely right right like, exactly the moderate the middle doesn't seem so to be i choice. don't think it's a bad <coughs> thing if you want to bring mm-hmm. children like up right now i'm probably not going to be even thinking about children for another mm-hmm. maybe 10 15 years mm-hmm. like i'm gonna wait until like 30s or something so i still have time mm-hmm. for the world to figure itself out but i don't think it's a bad idea to bring kids into this world i think it's still a wonderful experience i would just maybe help teach them and be more aware mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that i personally see a lot on the internet is bad parents or parents mm-hmm. who I guess it's also against from what I'm interested in so like video games and like animes and stuff is like their ERSB ratings like there's stuff to tell you like for movies mm-hmm. a lot of I've seen complaints of people like this we brought this into my kid into the movie and it was horrible like yeah it's a rated R movie what did you think was going to happen right exactly. or like a lot of I don't it's like I don't want to blame it on the parents but it's like a lot of people not really paying attention mm-hmm to their kids and I think it's like you need to step up you need to teach your kids like mm-hmm. a lot of people are either relying on like the rest of the world to do it mm-hmm. or they're like a lot of technology has to play into this like Absolutely. kids are getting addicted yeah. to technology really early mm-hmm. I was like I didn't have a phone until I was in high school and it mm-hmm. was a flip flop flip, flip phone mm-hmm. like my parents had limits on how much TV I could watch mm-hmm. and like we read books and we played outside and then of course, is like that was, and then in high school it got a little more techy, and like the school, our school had iPads, mm-hmm. and like you would s- slowly get things. But I was like, I think the reason why I'm not 100% addicted to my phone is because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think parents also have to do that because one of the big parenting things I see currently is the kid is like crying, you don't know what to do, just give him a phone. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's not a bad idea, but it shouldn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to take time and play with your kids. You need to take time and sort of get them to do other things. Yeah. Like, there are more to life than just your phone. Mm-hmm. And so, That's so, true, but even as an adult, I admit to my to you, so, I, I'm addicted to my phone. You know, you, yeah, no, you wake up in the morning, you reach over, you know, first thing it up, you go yeah. for is, you know, what's what did I miss? Mm-hmm. And it's that... FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Like, oh my god. I guess that's something that I don't really have. I guess as an introvert, just because I don't have much social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I pers- Twitter is toxic. Facebook is mm-hmm. something I just don't want to deal with. Like, my mm-hmm. Snapchat is just basically all of my friends. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just me being an introvert. Like, if someone wants to go have like a fun party, I'm like, good for them. Like, I'd rather be in my bedroom watching Netflix and eating yeah. candy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah. my, my friends, like, are like, hey, you want to go out? And it's like, they know I'm an introvert. They're all introverts as well. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, no, 
not really. Do like, you live on dorm? Heather? I do. Like, I live in Benson. Do you like that? I mean, I, do you like mm-hmm. being like it's convenient? I personally think it's like I have a single room, yeah. so it's just me. Oh, that's nice. And I think that's because for especially for my anxiety and mm-hmm. me being an introvert, it's a nice place mm-hmm. where I can like after like a long day at school or mm-hmm. like at friends, I can just go in there, close and lock the door, and mm-hmm. then just let go. Yeah. Like, I can dance, it's like, I can sing, I can watch YouTube, I can do whatever I want in that tiny little space. Yeah. But it's my space, and that's something, another thing that I personally like, like, even in my family house, like, my parents know my room is my room. Yeah. Like, they can come in, but they have to knock. Yeah. And it's, like, they know not to touch anything in there unless I specifically ask them to go into there for Mm -hmm. something. Like, that my room is my place. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I will be respectful of you when I go into the rest of the house. Like, I won't swear yeah. if you don't want me to. I will be fully dressed. Like, I will mm-hmm. be... When I'm outside of that room, I can be the perfect little person. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm in that room, I'm going to be 100% me, and yeah. you're going to get used to it. <laughs> Are you? Do you have siblings? I have... A, I've mentioned before, I have a, a younger sister. sister. She's so you're about, the oldest. I'm the oldest. Uh, she's about a year and a half. Sort of younger than me. She's wow. currently a sophomore, sophomore junior in college. Wow. She's going to. Uh, why can't I think of it? It's in New York, Ithaca. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, Ithaca, wow. New York, she, for more media. She wants to do things like editing, wow. and that's sort of her passion. And she was the theater kid because she yeah. was in tech crew for my high school theater, and she still goes back and does it. Yeah. So you grew up pretty close to her. I mean, just a year and a half. That's not that far. Yeah, apart. I mean. Like, we weren't, like, buddy buddies, mm-hmm. but it's, like, we'd have bad days and we'd have good days. Yeah. It's, like, and I think our relationship is more like that of a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not best friends, mm-hmm. but we all have really good conversations. We'll be laughing with each other about stuff, like, internet-related or, like, yeah. stuff. My parents will be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or, like, she'll get really hyper when a new play comes out. Like, she has plans to do stuff, and I'll be, she'll be talking about it, and... Or, like, when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about, she'll listen. It's like, we can have good conversations. Then we can also argue. Because mm-hmm. we also are very different from each other. And, yeah. it's like, so it's like, we've had good days. We've had bad days. And it's like, I can remember when we've had horrible arguments. And I can remember the time that we were, like, best friends. So it's sort of, we're more, like, on an even footing with each other. And I think that's a good relationship. Yeah, that's lovely. Now, you're in cross-cultural, right? Communication? Yeah. Uh, corporate health. Okay. So what class do you have with me? Advanced uh, public advanced public speaking. Oh, advanced public speaking. Okay. Yep. Wow. So um, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about it? I public speaking. I love it. Honestly, it's like yeah, You're not, get, you don't seem nervous at all. You seem very bold. And I. Confident. It's like for being an introvert, I personally don't mind it at all. Like yeah. when the first public speaking was one of my favorite classes, just because I could choose my topics. Yeah. And that was yeah. a really big like thing to me. Yeah. But I think I did my informative speech on introversion and mm. the four different types of introversion mm. and then I did my second uh, persuasive speech on why I think video games are art mm. and like those are two really nice big topics to me and I love them that you were passionate about I was about very passionate yeah. about and it's mm-hmm. like I personally like speeches or like presentations don't make me nervous at all mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll get a little nerved before like So you're kind of an introvert who acts like an extrovert kind of yeah. I would like to say I was like I'm an introvert. Well, I'm an extrovert for a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like and like stuff like this. Like I can talk and like I'm active. Like I love mm-hmm. to tell my opinion. I can listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like I can stop and just be like, okay. Like yeah. I was given the nickname the therapist in high school just because uh-huh. my it's like I had a friend who has a real bad. Her parents were immigrants and like mm-hmm. they did not speak English and mm-hmm. like 
just a lot of things weren't going well with her and her parents, and so she'd come to high school, and, like, we had health class first period, so we'd, like, sit in that hallway, and she'd talk to me, and I'd listen and, like, give her advice, and I remember her calling me a couple times, like, on the phone, panic, because she's just like, my mom left me at the mall, what do I do? And I'm just like, okay, deep breath, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, tell me what happened, and, like, sort of, like, doing the stuff that helps me calm down, like, make a right. plan and figure stuff out, and so I was Plus given... being the oldest, you're kind of... The, I, was the the kid, I was the guinea pig, yeah, guinea pig the, for my parents. Yeah, and you are more of a caregiver. I know my oldest is a real caregiver. Yeah, I mature... A lot of my teachers said I matured at a very young mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I think, very mature, and even in elementary school, mm-hmm. like, I was very awkward. Mm-hmm. But I had more of a mature, I matured very early in mm-hmm. that due to probably a numerous of reasons, but... Yeah, you do seem like you have an old soul. Yeah, yeah. I am a very old soul. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So, I guess in closing, I would like you to tell me, like, three reasons why you think there's, like, hope for the future. Oh, oof. Um, well, there's always hope. Like, things can always change. Mm-hmm. Like, people can always change as times move on like new people will step up and new ideas will come forward and new crisis will happen like it's not going to be pretty Mm -hmm. I can say that but it's like it's not the end of the world either Mm -hmm. like we're new people are coming in with new technologies and like things will get better like new medicines are coming out like pollution is going down like new initiatives Mm -hmm. and social media even though it can be negative is also becoming really positive Mm -hmm. like it will not be pretty but at the same time things will change i have heard the argument being made too that things are actually getting better in some ways but that we always hear about the negative you know the negative is something easy the social media news and things that um, that's what's magnified Mm -hmm. but if you look at statistically i think spencer sent me a yeah uh link on that that uh (laughs) things are will be better that are better in many ways honestly i just don't realize it's just like as the younger generations get older Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. a lot of those older ideas sort of go away. I know. Like, yeah. more people are going to be getting accepted. Like, a lot of prejudice... Right. Diversity is not a scary thing for your generation. Like, prejudice or is going down yeah. and yeah. sexism and, like, all those major, yeah. big... equality. I, equality mm-hmm. is very, much higher. And so, like, mm-hmm. a lot of more people... Like, now we, a lot of people know what rape is mm-hmm. and how to avoid it. People know what suicide is mm-hmm. and how to help people with it. Mm-hmm. Like, depression And is, they're talking about it. Yeah. Where before we wouldn't talk about it. It was mm-hmm. stigmatized. It was very stigmatized. It's mm-hmm. like, depression people are like well just cheer up like Mm -hmm. we know that it's not just sadness it's actually mental like there's more information out there and there's a lot more acceptance for Mm -hmm. a lot of different people like a lot of people who are more curvy and like figures like it's not like you need to be stick straight body image is like body image last year in one of my classes right before spring break two girls sarah and anna they said kathy we're going to give you a present for spring break. And I said, okay, what is it? And I said, it's a song. you got to go home and listen to it. And it was Lizzo, the good as hell. Yeah. I put my hair, you know, check yeah. my nails. But that was, I had never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Now it's on the commercials and everything. And, oh, my God, it just made me so happy, right? And now, like, people are going to her concerts. And she's a very, very, very large woman. And it's like... She just owns who she is and is proud of it, and all these other people are loving her. Yeah, Megan Trainor and Adele are other two yes. like, big oh, yeah. songstresses that are inspirational. full yeah. figures. Yeah. And I think that's very inspiring, mm-hmm. and like you don't have to be a stick 
Mm-hmm. It's been just like I've been recently addicted to the America's Top Model yeah. TV show. Yeah. Um, and they're it's like they're including a more plus size. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Recently, Victoria's Secret actually yeah. got a model who had vitiligo. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. And like that's at like, Target the other day, they had mannequins that, that were, were plus that size. were I've seen definitely it definitely plus size. Like not even just you know how like sometimes the skinny people call plus bit, size like just yeah, a little, a little bit No, this these ladies like curves. were big, and it was like that was awesome. And that I made me feel love, so good. Like that's uh, it's like more acceptance of who we are, which can help with mental illnesses. Yeah, and like medicine is getting a ton better. Mm-hmm. And like the medical bullet, advances. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like training and like practice. I know like VR. Like a long time ago, it was it was crap. Like it was. Horrible. You mean virtual reality? Virtual reality, yeah. yes. Like it was, and it's more was more used for gaming. Well, mm-hmm. I've read articles where they're using like the much better virtual reality mm-hmm. to train surgeons. Mm. So like they can train on what would practice. look like practice. Instead of working on, like, a dummy on, like, oh what God. would look like a real body, but without actually, like, the consequences oh, that's of that. Yeah. Firefighters, police officers, mm-hmm. like, those really high-stress jobs. Oh, yeah, jobs, that would be a lot of application for that. Like, they're getting more, like, mm-hmm. here's what they would do. It's like, I know I've read things for, like, the Army, and they're more using more physical, like, paintball. Mm-hmm. You actually feel the thing. Like, it's getting mm-hmm. more realistic and... A lot of, like, the bad habits, like, the whole health crisis, like, smoking and mm-hmm. jeweling and alcohol, like, a lot of that stuff is way more known. Yeah. And. Unless people, like, it's weird how many, here we are on a college campus with 12,000 people, and I rarely see anybody smoke. Like, rarely. Yeah, I, it's, it's more jeweling, which yeah. is current, and, of course, that just blew up. Right, and when that blows up and people more people die, the people are hopefully will realize go, nope, I actually not worth it. Pro- I actually have a health project on that due next week. Okay. So, yeah. But it's a lot of, like, yeah, smoking has gone down dramatically. Mm-hmm. And, like, drinking is, like, more people realize, like, the whole, like, drinking yourself black mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. One moment. Just one second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, to conclude, we can kind of say there's great things to come about our future. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I love about this episode, Heather? Yeah. Is that so much of what I talk about is people's traumatic experiences with religion. You didn't have one. No. And it's like um, the only thing I've seen is protests. Yeah. And, like, that's not really traumatic. Right. And it's like you also... You seemed to, we really highlighted some of the good things mm-hmm. about the potential future Religion for can all be a of us. Wonderful thing. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really proud of you, and I'm, I'm I like your positive outlook. <laughs> I like your. Uh, I try to be. Me being a Pollyanna, I always appreciate an optimist, and so uh, <laughs> I always think it's a good thing. So, thank you, honey, for talking You're very to me. Welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608-728-3284. When I was 12, I thought I was going to hell because I didn't understand the things the church would tell me and I thought it was a joke. The pastor's fool